Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from millions who suffer. You don't want to get help because you're embarrassed. That stigma of you can't talk to people it is so true. The experts, they forgot to tell me I can heal. I don't want to live this trauma again. Right. And he goes, yeah. you don't have to. I said, yeah. what? I just remember being able to stand by the water and look up at the sky and hear the noises. And I didn't think they were gunshots. I was like, those are Disney fireworks. I don't even know what to imagine for myself now, my future, because I have one. This is Life After PTSD. Welcome to Life After PTSD. That sounds so, that sounds so like low key and you're not a low key person. Welcome Let me try to again, life Carrie. after PTSD. You be like, no. Welcome. Welcome everybody to life after PTSD. Mm. You but can like, be like we're a talking theme about park trauma. entrance. That's I know, but, but people so want good you? news. Most they want people... hope. Mo- okay. Give so February, good. February 14th. By the way, Ed's on the line. We should acknowledge that because oh. he's just sitting there waiting. Like would somebody just give me a shout out? Like, hi Ed, how are you? Uh, actually, Hello, I'm great. Probably, Don't you just love your random friends that call you up and say, hey, let's just do a podcast. Let's do an episode right Bo, now. Probably Bo the dog is more waiting than, than Ed. Well, there you uh, go. Bo likes attention. More what? Bo likes attention. Is waiting for attention. Oh, waiting for attention. Is, well, lots of, lots of laying, love. Laying next to the couch waiting for attention, staring nice. at me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we mean we mean nothing but love. Nothing but love for the dog. Okay, well, let's talk about the, the, the bow wow. Let's talk about the favorite day coming up. That actually is terrible. Well, yeah, it's it's traumatic for a lot of people, right? Because if you don't have a special someone, or if you do have a special someone, they don't do the thing. I'm going to tell my favorite Valentine's story ever. This is proof that chivalry is not dead. But man, this guy got it and probably understood that there's trauma. This has happened like 15 years ago. I was a kid in South Florida, right? Went to Weston High School while played 17 year old junior in high school. Oh, I think I remember this. This thing breaks into the news. I think you've told this story before. I I am, but I want I want to give people hope. In this podcast about hope, we're giving people hope. I already have a daughter named Hope. Okay, there you go. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. My daughter has a middle name named Hope. So there's a lot of hope going on. We have a lot of hope. So this kid, he's 17 years old. He's a junior in high school. Poor Ed's not going to get a word in edgewise. He Ed, will because okay? Ed's going to comment on this and Ed's going to be like, <laughs> I am so inspired to go. Maybe Ed will go and replicate this, right? Like, just wait for this. Ed, I can't wait to see Ed, what Ed, this Ed does is gonna for be Valentine's good. You're going to love Day. this. Okay, this is great right here. Okay, all right, here we go. So this kid, he's 17 years old. He spends $900 on 500 plus roses, like long stem roses, and buys every girl in his junior uh, a junior class of high school, Weston High School, I think is what Isn't it was. Isn't that kind of like giving everybody a trophy when they don't really win? But but wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. <laughs> $900. And yes, probably a little bit. But the news gets a hold of this. They they Who is little Romeo? What's he up to? Right now, his intention, as far as we know, was not to. I mean, that's a lot of girls to try to impress at one time. Right. So they asked him, what are you really up to? Right. Somebody finds out who it was. They find out. And this is what he says. I thought this was so genius. He goes, man, I have watched for the last two years, three years, whatever it was, all these Valentine's Day, you know, times in high school come and go. Because I think this is where part of that trauma comes from. And he said, I have seen some of the girls in the class get all of the attention in the world, but a lot of amazing girls get none. And he said something like, I just wanted there to be a day where every girl in my junior class knew that she was special. Hmm. Okay. How does, how does, how does giving a rose to everyone Make them all special. Because it says you matter. Hmm. You're not forgotten, right? Somebody cares. You matter. So, okay. Anyway, by the way, I had to know. I had to know. I don't know this for sure, but I had to know what happened to this kid when he grew up. And if I found the right guy, yes, I did a little Facebook stalking on this before. Did you I, find him for really? I think I did. Oh, I no think way. I did. Let's, let's call him up. And I'm fair. Actually, we should. Right now. We should. But let's you know what I think him. he you know what I think he is? He now works. If I if I've got the right guy, he now works. Like for the Catholic Church, he's a married guy with kids. He works for the Catholic Church and he travels actually speaking to students about healthy relationships. 
To which hmm. I go, of course a kid like that would grow up and do something like That's that. That's hilarious. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, do you feel a little bit, do you feel inspired, Ed, do you feel inspired by a story like that? Are you going to go drop 900 bucks on? No. Yeah. Probably, probably actually would cost am, double that today. <laughs> like inflation. Yeah. Is. What, what's the inflation rate on that? Yeah. Uh, Just think if he invested that nine hundred dollars, where would he be now? Uh, well, uh, but maybe he did invest it. And how do you know that there wasn't some lives changed, some trajectories changed, some people that were hopeless on Valentine's Day, other words? I don't know. And I think now I feel had... like a pity per- pity party or something. I just made Why sure. Why are I... you so pessimistic today? Oh, I okay? just made sure I broke up with people. Like I just made sure. Like did nobody I ever give ha- you a long stem rose? No, no. In I high just school? made sure. I didn't have relationships during that time because I remember one time. Like well, my Valentine's first, Day costs a lot of money. So. The first little relationship I had, like yeah. I remember giving them like one of those, or no, they gave me one of those big, huge Hershey kisses. Yeah. I had never yeah. even kissed a boy, right? And they gave me this big, huge Hershey kiss. And then I was so like. So you had your first kiss and it was chocolate? Yep. I nice. did. No, I saved it for like forever. So it was disgusting. There you go. Never ate it. Why it would you. Terrible. Ed, Ed, are you hearing this? Who saves chocolate? Well, I don't like milk chocolate. So this is like putting know? that top layer of your wedding cake in the, in the freezer for a year. Like who actually ever believed that oh, would be a good that. idea? We did that. Yeah. And did you eat it a year later? Well, and like half died? I didn't eat it when I first got married. So I definitely didn't eat it after oh, a year. Goodness. I don't even like cake. Yeah. I don't think our cake was very good either, but whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you save the top cake layer? It was great. Well, that's because um, you like cake, though. I don't. <clears throat> I don't think we did. Yeah, and but we like on the anniversary, we basically bought another one of that cake. There you uh, go. You yeah. know that's cheating, all right? That's breaking tradition, Ed. I'm a little disappointed here yep. to hear this. Uh, no, no, no. I am creating my own traditions. Not yeah, you keep, old ones. keep telling yourself that. That's that's fair, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so you had yeah. your first kiss as a big chocolate kiss in, in high school, right? No, and no. That was not like, in high no, school. that was like middle school. Middle little, school? The boys were buying boy, you stuff already? Yeah, a little boy in middle school. Like I, I was liked, terrified of girls. Like I wouldn't church. I mean they wouldn't talk to me anyway, but actually, I, I was terrified actually, to talk actually, to them. <laughs> Okay, how old was your first boy, your first uh, boyfriend? I have to know this. We can't talk about that. Yes, we can. Mm-mm. Yes, we can. Uh first grade, Tucker Nixon. First grade? <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. Oh First grade, Tucker Nixon. I, I, I find it disturbing that you still know his name. <laughs> I, mean, I also knew my fourth grade and fifth grade boyfriend's name. His name was Danny St. Ange. I wonder Carrie, if we could you find had them. more boyfriends we before fifth them. grade than I had girlfriends ever. Like, do you realize that? <laughs> no, that was that? it. Just yeah. those two. Just those two. No, that's three. Do, do we no, have a counting problem no, here? No. You said first Tucker, gra- I said Tucker Nixon. First grade. And then fourth and fifth was Danny St. Oh, you had a long-term relationship well, over fourth really and fifth remember. grade. I just know that there's a picture of us and I had like braids and I do remember holding hands and skating. Do you skating realize rink. that was the highlight but of like, that kid's life? And, and are you hearing this? Carrie's like, I yeah, I was just there. faster than him. <clears throat> oh and my so, goodness. Well, of course you can. Kind of like that's now, what led you like, right? skating in grocery skate. stores. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Weirdo. We're gonna we're gonna join uh we're gonna start a club. A oh my goodness. Club. Okay, so so how anyway, did Valentine's wait, Day ever have wait, you don't remember your first girlfriend's name? Um I remember that my first girlfriend was in fifth grade. We dated for a week. My brother had to ask and his friends asked well, her kiss, out for just me. So you know, I didn't kiss either one of them. I didn't talk her to her a single time during the week that we were quote unquote dating. That's hilarious. And I have a really bad confession, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it because we're all about being real here, right? Taking a taking a page from my brother and his friends, older brother's uh playbook. When I finally decided that this relationship was a little bit too much maintenance for me, you know, in the, in the week that I didn't, to them that I didn't week? talk to her yeah. at all, right? <laughs> that's I hilarious. broke up by this way saying, hey, today's garbage day and you're dumped. That's what I said. Oh, Isn't that's that terrible. Horrible. That's hilarious. Listen, for, <laughs> <laughs> that's so Fortunately, bad. I do know that this girl grew up and had a, a perfectly finely adjusted life. I don't that's think good. she really cared. She probably said to me, I didn't even know we were still well, a thing anymore. 
but whatever. Well, you know? I, I, and it was a number of years before there was a next relationship. I just made sure that yeah. I wasn't ever with anybody during any kind of holiday or any kind of time where I had to give anything because I don't like giving gifts. So I can't figure what that out. What are you talking about? You don't like giving gifts. You sent me the biggest Instapot that ever well, was made to okay, the Okay, no- but that's because I knew you would like it or like Shannon would like it. Ed, am I missing something here about gift giving? Like, isn't that the purpose well, of like gift giving? Well, if I know somebody likes something, then I can get it for them. But that's like, what a good gift like giver getting, does. But getting a dorky thing just because I have to on Valentine's oh my Day. Gosh. So I would just make sure that we were just friends on Valentine's Day. And then, hey, it takes the pressure off them too, right? Then they don't have to give me Yeah, anything. I think. This may be one area where Carrie and I agree a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Ed, do you realize what you're it, saying? I know. I know. This is crazy. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm all ears. School me. Wh- while I, I give gifts on holidays, I find it actually more fun to just give random gifts, uh, like, on a whatever. Just... Like randomly, I agree with that. It was just, I like was I taking issue with like, Carrie, you almost like made this blanket existential statement that you're not a gift giver. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You, mm. The blanket that is on my bed right now that my wife adores <laughs> that you said came from Costco. Okay. 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 So you can't st- be telling people that I'm giving you blankets now. It's kind of weird. You were giving my wife a blanket. All right. I just benefit <laughs> no, I gave, from it and I will give her credit. I gave everybody a blanket. Okay. You know, that little snuggle bear, you know, the guy that had like the, the fabric softener. I swear that he like, it, it's, it, I don't know. It's like he died and they took all of his fur and made it into a blanket because that's what it feels like. It's amazing. That sounds morbid, doesn't it? Maybe I should have rethought that. Nevertheless, it's an amazing so next blanket. Year, next year, I guess I'm going to get I mean, uh, Jeff, Ed, a, a cuddle, blankets, cuddle blanket. Pots? I mean, you I, have a bit. Now, this wasn't really a gift. It's become a gift for me because I've just raided the supply. But you oh, bought a on. big tub of bazooka in your office. Yeah. Well, that, I bought it because you wanted it. Oh, my gosh. Right? I love that stuff. So, again, I'm having a hard time believing that you don't do gift giving because you're amazing at it. No, no. Uh, no, I gave. Wait, no. No, my favorite gifts I've ever given is what I gave to Shannon or both of you guys. The the scented markers. The scent. Yes, that I'm now like, oh, having to check into rehab for the addiction that you developed for Mr. Sketches, you know, in me. So thank you. Yes. She, she was yes. talking about. Yeah, and hi, I'm Jeff. And cool. I, I sniff markers. Um, Those are really good I, smelling hi, Jeff, markers, though, right? you know? They are good. And they are supposedly non-toxic and non-habit forming, I <laughs> well, think. Probably. But, <laughs> so. If you sniff them all day. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. So back to February 14th, since we've said nothing of substance. Why today. is it traumatic for some people? Why do you think? Well, I think, I mean, we're all just expected to have a person, right? Like a person. And I don't know, like if we don't have a person and then it's traumatic because I feel like we should give gifts for everything. Like I, I work at the counseling center I've, and the other day I was at this treatment center, not because I was needing treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was helping people out. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl in there and she was loading gifts. Like she was working on these gifts. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute. And she's like, yeah, I have to do 200 of them for all the employees. And also oh I was like, gosh. oh shoot, I probably should do something for all of the, all the counselors. Right. I need to like give a gift to everybody. Wait, it's are so we not stressful. getting a gift for Valentine's day? Oh, definitely. I'm going to get Let's Jenny. quit. We can't work under these conditions. Okay. <laughs> I am wholly disappointed. Didn't I'm you calling get the union. Bitcoins, yes. you know? <laughs> the union. Didn't that means we need to start the a union. I'm going to oh, give everybody gosh. a gift of AG1. What is AG1? Greens. Athletic greens for all. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> for all your your vitamin needs. Okay, I will say this: there is a lot of pressure around Valentine's Day because it has become intensely commercialized. Like the day after Christmas, we're already into Valentine's Day. Oh, no, if you go to the store, before Christmas, it is already it has, yes. Okay, the it's day ridiculous. before, whatever you know, that kind of thing. Kind kind of like Halloween starts now in like July. You know, like it's just I mean, it's crazy how that works, and it is it is mass marketing. 
you know, for sure. That's not the history, though. Do you know any of the history of Valentine's Day? And yeah, how it was like St. Valentine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, there was... And uh, he was like, I don't know, I've read about it. I, I don't remember. The, I, we need to, we should find this out. But the, the knowledge that I have of the holiday was basically that um, that soldiers were forbidden to marry by the Roman emperor. And I think it was Christian soldiers specifically. And I think part of that, I don't think it was really even like religious persecution. It was more so like we need soldiers like we need you like eyes on the, oh, you so know, you ball, get in the game. Yeah. So St. Valentine, like they got married. They, they feel did. like a little more energized, you know, well, like, woohoo, I can go out now. You would, you would kind of think that they would perhaps. be as distracted by their. Well, I mean, anyway, you know, there's nothing different between a Roman soldier who's married versus not just one of them has a higher target credit card bill. I guess that's it. But, you know, <laughs> the um, Valentinius or Valentine, St. Valentine's Day. I guess it's Valentine. Um, I don't know where I got Valentinius from. But nevertheless, did secret weddings. He performed weddings for these these soldiers. So mm. like that's sort of, you know, a lot of people so believe that's could. the inspiration for the story. Kind of different than walking the aisles at the grocery store where you see candy, everything and this, that and all this stuff that's, you know, thrown at you and. Oh, I would say thing, athletic so. gleans, giving vitamins instead of candy is a much okay, better listen, idea. Okay, listen, until they are sponsoring the show, stop giving away free advertising. What are you doing over here? <laughs> like, you're driving me up a wall. Come on. Okay, so, but here's the thing. Yeah. Valentine's Day, for some people, definitely, definitely not only is not, not only could be a trauma in one way, but let's face it, some really horrible stuff happened on Valentine's Day. And I kind of wonder... Who remembers who doesn't live in South Florida or yeah, wasn't involved yeah, in it, yeah, right? Yeah. Twenty that it happened. Yeah. That it happened on Valentine's Day, right? The yeah. the school shooting, you know, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, mm-hmm. um, where kids from Coral Springs and Parkland both attended. And, you know, it, it's a Valentine's Day. And they were all doing Valentine things. And, you know, they had all kinds of little Valentine gatherings and people had given Valentines and it was the end of the day. And they had had a, a a drill earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Some kind of safety drill. And then all of a sudden they're hearing noise and they're like, what is that? It's the, one kid thought it was like cart, the cart rolling down the mm-hmm. the stairs. And then they suddenly realize it's gunshots. Right. And, um, and it was, you know, now we know, I mean, it was a horrible, horrible day and it's so, still so going on. To- for, like there's still been, Try like nothing has in, I mean, so I want you guys to talk about that. You and Ed talk about this for a second here because we're talking six years now removed, you know, from that. And that you're right, that memory is forever associated, even for the ones that have worked on traumas. We've had some of them on the show, we've had Kim, you know, et cetera. Uh, that that still registers in the brain, you know. So for some people, Valentine's Day is a trauma because it was a day that it reminded them of loneliness or, or just being alone or whatever. For others, it's it's events like this. It was death. It was death, right? So so what happens to a person like going forward? You know, like it, it, with what we know about the brain and what you guys know as therapists and everything. Like, what do you do in a situation like that where potentially a person and and completely reasonable to you know expect that this could happen? That forever etched in their mind is that that day is a day of death. It's a day of misery. It's a day of whatever. Like. You know, and, until there's trauma that, that gets dealt with and cleared, there's no redemptive value to that day for the average person, correct? Yeah. So what do you do with that? Ed? <clears throat> nah. uh, you change it. That's a short answer. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, your brain uh, in those situations, like what occurred uh, there at uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, um, during that takes in all these random data points to store to keep you safe in the future, one of which may be, oh, it's Valentine's Day or hearts or, you know, maybe there were decorations in the school related, you know, and like we'll key in on all these like random things that don't necessarily in the future 
are, you know, going to keep you safe, but trigger you or, you know, mm. cause you to be, uh, well, yeah. kind of hyper aroused basically, you know, in that moment. And, uh, so, I mean, there are ways, uh, to change that. Yeah. And, and, and it's important to change it because it doesn't help them. A lot of times people think, well, I don't want to forget. I mean, I want, I, I don't want to remember the horror of the day, but at the same time, I'm still here. I'm still alive. Like for the ones and, and I should, you know, I, I didn't die that day. So what am I supposed to be doing with my life? You know, the, a lot of survivor mm-hmm. guilt, mm-hmm. you know, what am I like? I'm supposed to be doing something amazing with my life and I shouldn't forget it because, you know, and it's not about forgetting it, but it's changing the meaning. Right. And I think the very simple meaning, like just in Ed's personal opinion on those things. And as someone who has responded to those things, both being there as a, like more on the clinical side of things and also responding to emergency calls, uh, like that. Um, I think those, the meaning of those memories is to carry them on in a safe way, right? Like there were probably nice people and friends who died that day or that were there and to, you know, keep that the story alive. I think there's power in the story in many uh, in many ways because uh, I think Americans, American society, particularly for violence and not making a commentary on guns or no guns or whatever, just has a short memory for for violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I had just had a conversation recently with uh, someone about this who's kind of in the uh, security profession. So they, they evaluate facilities for their, for how you can breach their security, basically how good is their security doing? And, uh, we were talking about how short, like, you know, there was a very large scale incidence in a short amount of time, basically what amounted to about a little over a year. So you had, Pulse, you had Parkland and Las Vegas all happen essentially within a year of each other, uh, you know, 12 months. And, um, and so I think it's easy to let those memories fade because they, they might be hurtful. Mm. Um, but they don't have to be hurtful because there, there are lessons to take from it, both from a like public security standpoint and also just from an individual uh, person, um, you know, there are bad people who do bad things. But luckily here we have good people who put their lives on the line to do good things to prevent that when they're allowed to. I love when you say when they're allowed to. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh, well, they're, they're specifically with... Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, there is some debate on the, the initial tactics that were used on that people who were there to take action, uh, public safety people who were there to take action were prevented from doing that because of, uh, mm-hmm. again, this is opinions of people I spoke to who were there. There were people who were following old standards of mm-hmm. response mm-hmm. to this when there had already been updated uh, kind of tactics to use. 
and the people who had the updated tactics were prevented um, from kind of using those. So yeah, and even even um, uh, yeah, and and even um, even beyond that, I think you know having because I met with limited limited people, but I met with some people that you know, knew the ins and outs of the assassin and um you know it's it should have been evaluated like it should have been there should they it sh, there should have already been a flag i mean a huge flag and um things yeah. you know i mean well, we can't we can't go backwards we can certainly go forward and and uh, one of the things i i ask sometimes is you know as mental health counselors or just teachers if you have a student that you're concerned about um you know what are what what can we do right like we can we you know, we, everything's confidential. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think uh, there has to be some kind of uh, way to alert schools, alert authorities, and I guess now there is, right? We're, we need to we need to look at that specific the specifics of the law and maybe understand it and do that on a different podcast. You know, talk about what what we can do now. Yeah, we can talk about that too. You know, I'm trained in training people how to do and create uh, behavioral threat assessment teams, which is the current answer to, you know, active violent threats Mm -hmm. is, is really prevention. It's not, it's not response because if you're getting to the response point, basically people are dying at that point. Someone is going to die at that point um, in the time it takes, you know, police to get there. It's just the nature of how things happen. Um, But in that prevention stuff that involves, everybody in the community it involves counselors it involves schools it involves school counselors uh, teachers uh law enforcement both you know federal state and local potentially um it involves friends and families of a potential mm-hmm. you know assailant you know because in all these or not all i shouldn't say that in most of these cases there are spillage or leakage is what they call it but the, the problem is, much like when we talk about suicide, um, you know, there are all these people and no, like nobody gets together to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Well, like everybody I, has a piece and nobody's coming together to put it and see the full picture. And one of the things I was thinking about as you're talking about this is, you know, as as kids, you know, we were told, you know, don't be right. Don't be a tattletale. Don't don't, you know, keep keep your, you know, keep your ideas to yourself. Right. Don't don't say anything. Don't. Um, you don't really know the story. Don't, don't, you know, don't blame people for things that you don't know about, right? You don't know enough. And so I think a lot of the generation has grown up, you know, like, Hey, don't like, um, like don't, don't see, don't see it. Right. And now we're trying to change the change that if you see something, say something, right. That's the yeah. new, the new logo where it wasn't years ago. I want, I want to, I'm going to throw out an idea for both of you guys just to reflect on. I was doing a, a wedding the other day for a uh, guy who's a police officer and has been um, retired now, but, it, you know, was on the force for a number of years uh, here in town uh, where and and the wedding was at here at this at, at, at our church. Right. Where, um, unfortunately, because of just the size and the relationship of the community tends to be the place where, you know, Somebody falls in the line of duty, you know, this is where they happen and everything. And it was interesting because, you know, as I'm thinking about Valentine's Day and like, like, how do you redeem that day for, for people? This guy actually scheduled his wedding, the date of his wedding 
was the date of, um, I may be getting this wrong, but I'm almost positive. It was the date that early on in his career, uh, first time he lost a fellow uh, police officer in the line of duty years and years and years ago. I don't know if the funeral was here or or not, but it was on this day. And he said, man, it's just, that's a bad memory for me that day. And he said, I wanted to redeem that date in some ways, you know? And I wonder, I wonder if there's, if there's some, you know, part of the the work on trauma doing, you know, doing protocols that help clear those traumatic memories and things like that. Uh, but also just, you know, having new memories in the future. That's that part of the healing process is allowing yourself as this police officer did to have new memories in the future that, that sit on top of those ones that that are painful. Yes. I mean, that was a day mm-hmm. of loss for the people of the, the Marjorie Stone and Douglas high school community, Coral Springs and Parkland and everything. And then by extension, the nation, uh, but for some of them, is there a, is there a means of in the future, once some of that healing has happened and, you know, with what we know about the brain, that then they can establish some new memories that kind of redeem that time. Like you don't know that in the future, there won't be um, a couple of them. Maybe it's a wedding on that date. It's a something, it's a something, whatever. I think you can honor a memory, either personal or the memory of someone else that you lost, if that's the case, mm-hmm. um, or your personal experience without having to relive it every day of your life, or even on that anniversary date. We know, Carrie, you and I know, yeah. and I, I hope our audience knows if they've listened to our show at all, that you know the, the science of memory reconsolidation tells us that we can change how that memory impacts you. It doesn't eliminate the memory, you can still remember, but why do you want to suffer from that memory continuously? Yeah. It's kind of, it, it, it's, um, I forget the term in the, in the, the Catholic church, but like in the old, 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 like medieval times of like, uh, like penance, like uh, set, if you're paying penance or something. It, it, it's a penance, but you would essentially like flog yourself, like whip mm, yourself. Mm. Um, and I guess by, by thinking, I don't remember, but. Well, and, and people do that sometimes, right? Like they think about like, well, I'm still here. I should do, I need to be doing great things. Right? Right. And it's like, why or, is, or I have to, I have to suffer because they're not here. Right. And that know, person's so, not going to, what is that? But uh, Most people don't want to be remembered by their yeah. worst day. And the day they died is probably a tough day. Yeah. So. Um, and, right. And that's what I tell or talk a lot about too survivors of suicide, you know, families and friends of people who have passed by suicide um, is this person is a lot more than just this one fraction of their life. Um, And and if if they were in, you have a choice to focus on this or to focus on the, however many years they lived prior to that, you know, and all the great things, you know? Right. I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and, what better thing to do than to focus on the good that happened? I mean, the reason why you're sad most of the time when someone, the reason why we're sad most of the time when someone passes away is because they did have an impact on our lives, right? And we did care about them. And mm-hmm. so the fact that you had that, those good things with them, you know, you can move on. But I do yeah. think most people, if they're still um, with anything in their life, if they're still suffering or, or having really negative thoughts and it's difficult to move on or, or the day just feels it's really heavy. Um, it is something mm-hmm. to go and get some therapy for, get some memory consolidation. I mean, do something with with one of our therapists or just a therapist who specializes in this. Um, but yeah, get some help. Yeah, because we because yeah, then because you're then missing just... out on being the best. Like they're mi- when we're not in our a good place. Like we all have bad days, but when we right. continually are reliving something or, or ruminating, right. um, we can't be our best self for the people who are still here. 
you know, to no, and then are are we really doing justice to the people lost or the or the exactly the incident itself? Again, if even if there wasn't somebody lost and or you didn't know them and you just feared for your life in that moment, you know, um, are you are you doing it justice by just suffering for suffering's sake, really? Um, when there's an option to maintain the memory in a more appropriate light. And, which and which appropriate? I mean, it, it is appropriate to be sad about those things, right? But at some point... But not, not for the rest of your life. Right. At some point, it's not... It's like, at some point, you be able to say, wow, I, I went through that and it was horrible and I don't want to do it again. I don't wish it on anybody, but I'm here right. today and but I'm he, moving forward and my life is you know, I can, and I still can live life because, because let's face it, some people the year after that did take their lives because it was so hard. Right. And we can, we've had, yeah. um, you know, one of the dads, um, Brenton on, mm-hmm. on the podcast yeah. in the past and, you know, his son took his life because it was so heavy. This was so heavy. And then there was another one after that. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so don't cease living, right? Like do something, get, get some help. There are, there is help. And it doesn't mean that you're, I think uh, we can talk about this later, but on, on another podcast, I want to talk about, um, you know, what it means when we get help, like when we choose to get help, you know, what does that mean about us? Maybe that we're sure stronger. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it takes a certain level. It's, it's odd, but I think well, we can talk about it on a different show because I think it will go, go too long. But, but um, you know, I, th- I think as concisely as I can make it, it, there's sometimes too much comfort in in toiling in sorrow and grief and pain um, because you think it's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, and we, so it's it's difficult to take that first. It it takes bravery and courage to take that first step forward to say, you know what, I am choosing today to move forward and through this and thrive instead of yeah, kind of just suffer and 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 it's okay. Fail and maybe had had yeah, it's okay yeah, to absolutely. give yourself permission to move forward, right? I mean, to give yourself permission to Correct. take the first step in moving forward is absolutely okay. Yeah. And probably yes. everybody who's listening has had something where they've had to step through and keep going and take the next step, right? Do the next thing. Yeah. And, um, and maybe you're maybe you're in that position now. And if, if you are, um, wherever you're at, uh, you know, reach out to local counselors. If, you know, you're in Florida or in the Orlando area, you can reach out to uh, us at uh, info at lifeafterptsd.org. Um, and, maybe, you know, maybe we can put you in touch with a, a counselor in your area or, or, you know, one of our counselors and um, get, get you to although, take although that a first disclaimer, step. Although a, dis- a disclaimer here, uh, we're a little behind on <laughs> responding to a few people. So I'm going to probably get yes. off the phone and do that now so that uh, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll be caught up with uh, responding we do if we haven't responded to you we do want to um we all have other jobs and we just do this as a because we care about stories and people and um we want to share hope um but yes we do want to get back in touch with you and get you help yes and so on that note i think it's a good uh 
stopping point will land the plane as uh, Jeff says. And uh, so if you're out there and you're hearing this, um, you know, if you need help or you think you need help, please reach out. If you know someone, share this episode or share one of our other episodes because you never know who might need to hear that uh, on any given day. And uh, thank you for listening. With that, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. See you on the next episode. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review and share it with your community.